Welcome to the short-term show from Blue Ridge, Georgia. We will cover everything you need to know, including buying, holding, managing from a distance, raising rents, renovating, and how to rent it when you are not using your very own vacation home in the North Georgia mountains. For more information on current purchase prices and income data, please visit theshorttermshop.com. Welcome to the Short Term Show special episodes from Blue Ridge. Short-term show from Blue Ridge, Georgia. Very exciting stuff. We're going to talk about uh, why this market, what's going on in this market, how many people are coming to this market, regulations, why, uh, why you want to come here, what it, what is what is there to do in the mountains of Georgia? Uh, and uh, I'm long here, Luke Cashflow Carl from the Short-Term Shop, uh, Director of Education. Anybody wants to buy a property with the Short-Term Shop, we are the best in the business. And I would be very happy to uh, teach you everything I know about managing uh, short-term rental real estate. And that is free. My services are on the house if you purchase a shop, a house with the shop. So maybe inadvertently on the house, uh, on the house is a, let's just see, it's a pun. You get it? But anyway, let me introduce uh, Yak. Yak is a old school uh, family friend of, uh, of uh, Avery's family and been around for quite a long time. And uh, we've, he's been in the shop now for, for a number of years. And, and uh, well, anyway, I'll let you introduce yourself, buddy. How's everything? Oh, going great, man. And, and thanks for having me on. I know I feel like it's been a while since you and I have gotten together on one of these. Yeah. Yak uh, has been on my podcast, Short-Term Rental Management, which is uh, fantastic. And uh, and it would love for you to give it a five-star review if you'd like to check it out. Uh, but yeah, good, good, to, good to be back. Uh, and we're going to have a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're an agent. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been in the area? Uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I moved to Georgia about 10 years ago and, and, you know, dabbled, I shouldn't say dabbled. My job initially was, um, I was a social media management, did a lot of stuff. Uh, actually I was a preferred marketing developer for Facebook. And one day I had a guy come up to me wanting to do some advertisements revolving around selling real estate. And this guy kept on coming back to me, kept on coming back to me. I was like, man, he said, man, Yacht, these ads are working really well, man. We're making a lot of money. And that's all I needed to hear. I was like, well, instead of you making money, I'm going to start making money. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I shut down the social media management uh, stuff that I was doing and went straight into real estate. And 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 honestly, had a couple bad um, when I moved up here. Had a couple bad experiences with real estate. And I said to myself, "There's got to be a better way to do this. There's got to be a more honest way to do this." And uh, so I, I got into it and uh, absolutely love it. We've been here in North Georgia um basically since we've moved here and and absolutely love it i mean it's a beautiful place to be i, I really feel blessed to be doing what i'm doing to to you know walk these mountains so to speak uh every day and 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 share what we have to the rest of the country absolutely yep that's fantastic news man uh and, and speaking of let's let's i got let's dive right into the the geographic area you know where are we talking uh what yeah. what what area of Georgia specifically and what areas do we want to look at and which ones to stay away from great question so you know Blue Ridge market a lot of people confuse the Blue Ridge Mountains with Blue Ridge Georgia I want to be specific and say Blue Ridge Georgia is the market okay the town of Blue Ridge now that also in my mind okay, that also kind of covers multiple 
I'm not going to call them cities because they're certainly not that, but multiple towns around Blue Ridge that compose what I call the Blue Ridge market. Okay. So obviously at, at ground zero, you do have Blue Ridge and, and that is where everybody wants to be. Again, the, you know, you, you have 30513 area code, you know, Blue Ridge postal code. That's where, that's where you want to be. Okay. I mean, that is, that is ground zero. That's the best of the best. Um, but, you know, realize that can be a little out of reach for a lot of people. You know, the properties there, they just, they do cost more, but they do make more. Let's be honest with you, because you're, you're really close to downtown. Um, but also in that, in that same marketplace, I like to tell people, yes, that does include Cherry Log, okay, which is south of town. That does include Morganton, which is east of town. That does include Mineral Bluff, which is north of town. And, you know, that corridor that goes all the way up to McKaysville, um, you know, right up to the to the Tennessee border, you know, it incorporates all of that. So I, I tell everybody, you know, drop a pin at the McDonald's in Blue Ridge. You know, no, it's not a unique tourist destination, but it is kind of center mass of Blue Ridge. And if you can be less than 20, 20 driving minutes from that in just about any direction, you'll be in good shape. The only reason I say just about any direction is if you go directly west, um, it can get a little hairy in terms of the drive and just kind of poor roads. I, I, you know, I want everybody to know this is still rural Georgia. Um, but, you know, there are some areas I'm not going to call them like we, we certainly don't have much that's four by four required, uh, but it can get to the point where it's you would struggle if you were in a Honda Civic. You know what I mean? So I tell people, you know, we're, we're going to avoid those areas. We, we want to get you in, in, in spots where, you know, if, if the family's loaded up in the uh, in the minivan and they've got, you know, four kids in it and two adults and, you know, the the turtle shell full of stuff, you can still make it to the property. And, and, and I would say 98% of the properties are accessible in that situation. I want to zoom in a little bit more hyper-local on that, but before we do, let's zoom out okay. uh, to the areas that are coming uh, to this area. Atlanta, obviously, number one, and I would assume Chattanooga and uh, and Athens, Georgia, and I, I don't know, maybe you get some Knoxville folks, maybe not, but just talk about kind of the general, uh, uh, where, where is the population of the area coming from? Great question. So oddly enough, you know, our two biggest markets, obviously, number one is going to be Metro Atlanta. Okay. People don't realize that Atlanta is actually kind of in the Northern part of the state. All right. So from North, the North reaches of Metro Atlanta, you're probably about an hour to 90 minutes, 60 to 90 minutes from Blue Ridge. So you could knock off a of work on a four o'clock on a Friday or Thursday and be eating dinner in Blue Ridge very, very comfortably, you know, at six or seven o'clock. So, you know, the proximity to Atlanta, that is, you know, the bloodline of Blue Ridge. The second which you know, also we should mention is one of the biggest metropolitan areas in the United States. It's a massive city. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 the my understanding it's the richest town in the southeast. So, you know, it, it is it is a you're you know, from the airport, you're about two hours from the Atlanta airport. So, again, not, you know, not terrible. Hell, an hour of that is driving through Atlanta. Right. OK, let's be honest. Only, uh, you know, from again, from from north metro Atlanta, which I would say is probably kind of like Canton, Georgia, you got about a 60 minute drive um, and it's it's. It's highway the whole way, straight shot, super easy. You never have to turn. Right. 
Okay. Yeah, Atlanta is very well known for having absolutely horrible traffic. If you've never been there, uh, it, it does get pretty nasty. But you're you're looking at like I don't know six seven million people in the Atlanta metropolitan area. Yeah. So you know this is a this is a major major metro, and uh, and one thing I know about major metros is they like to get out of there. They like to get yep. out of there on the weekends. And um, Blue Ridge is there is their Hamptons, if you will. So anyway, go ahead. For sure. And then I'm going to say the biggest and kind of most surprising thing that a lot of people don't realize is Florida. Okay. We get tons of traffic from the state of Florida. And why is that? Well, if you're on 75 heading north out of Florida, which most people are, okay, that's the, you know, the main thoroughfare heading north out of Florida. Uh, you take 75, you're going to go through Macon, you're going to go through Atlanta, you keep taking it north. And uh, you can jump off 575 and you're in Blue Ridge. So for Florida residents, Blue Ridge, it kind of is the first cabin community that you come to if you start driving north. So if you want to escape the heat down in Florida, you start heading north, you're going to hit Blue Ridge before you hit anything else. So because of that, we just have tons and tons and tons of, you know, Florida, Florida traffic. You go downtown and hell, 20 to 30% 30% of the car tags at any given time are going to be from Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Now you mentioned Cherry Log. That is a name that you hear fairly often. Um, yep. Well, hold on. Let's back up. Blue Ridge itself is just a beautiful little city, right? I mean, can you explain that to me as if I've never been there? What does it look like in a nutshell? Yeah. You know, it's a, you know, it's your standard Southern little town. Um, you know, we've got some, you know, boutique shopping and things like that to go down downtown, your standard kind of, you know, what you call them, what you will, your, your tourist traps, you know, if you want to go buy your saltwater taffy and get your ice cream and your donuts and your cupcakes, you know, we have all that. Um, but it's, it's a very small little town. At one point in time, I was told there's only 1200 residents inside the city limits. Okay. So it pretty much is when, when you talk about Blue Ridge, really what you're talking about is kind of the urban sprawl of it. You know, that's where all the cabins are. Okay. To be honest with you. Now we do have, we do have a nice lake. We have Blue Ridge Lake. Um, you know, and during the summer, a lot of people come there, you can rent boats and do all that. Um, I'm not going to say it's a huge pool. You know, the locals probably use it more than the tourists, but we definitely have the lake. Um, but again, it's just a sleepy little town with a lot of mom and pop restaurants, a lot of local businesses, um, you know, and it's it's definitely kind of got a different feel than the rest of Georgia. I, I tell people, you know, not to get political, but it's kind of a hippie. You know, it's it's kind of a purple little town. Um, you know, it's it's got a it's got a pretty hard hippie vibe to it at times. We're we're big into Bigfoot. Um <laughs> and, you know, usually it's just got a unique flair. You know, a lot of these Georgia towns do, even including like Savannah, you know, kind of the same way. We've got our own flair. We've got our own flavor. We do things our way and people love us for it. Yeah, absolutely. Super cool little town. And it is tiny. I I, I, I searched the um, a- actual population and it's 1200, 1244 as of 2021, which is about the exact same size as the town I grew up in, in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and, uh, but it's a whole different vibe because this is a tourist town. You know, you got a lot of people coming in from, from elsewhere, but let's spread out a little bit. Do we go all the way down to, I hear Ella J a lot. Is that, uh, you know, tell me about Ella J. Yeah. You know, I, I tell people Ella J, I don't consider it the Blue Ridge market specific. Um, Ella J again, you're, you're talking Gilmer County here. And it's it's a fine place to be. It's a fair place to be, but it just it doesn't you know it doesn't draw the revenues that Blue Ridge does. Okay, it's thirty thirty you know about thirty minutes south 
of of Blue Ridge. Um, prices there, you know, it, it usually, you know, I'm going to make a generalization, but it usually costs about 15 to 20% less to buy there and it makes 15 to 20% less. Um, are there some instances where you can kind of skew, you know, those metrics and those numbers? Absolutely. You know, there, there are some good opportunities to be found in there, but on the whole, I don't want people to really confuse LJ with Blue Ridge. It does tend to make less money, but it is cheaper to get into. So if you're kind of the first time person and you're wanting to kind of buy something that's would be quick, you know, something easy to manage that isn't, you know, a $750,000 property, maybe maybe you got 375, man, let's let's slip into the Kusawati River Resort here in LJ and find you something. I mean, that's that's you know, that is a it is a dense community. It's a little bit different than what you would find in Blue Ridge, but it's a, you know, there's thousands of homes in there. It's a it's a massive subdivision, which they allow short term rentals. Um, and, you know, you can find property in there for a little for for significantly cheaper than you could, you know, in Blue Ridge. So, again, good opportunities to be had in LJ, especially if you're kind of looking at a at a certain price point. Pull your map back up for me. Uh, and um Show me exactly where that is, uh, LJ versus uh, Blue yeah, Ridge, yeah. just briefly, and then we'll move our way on up to uh, White Pass. For sure, for sure. Yes, sir. So here we have, if you can see my cursor, here we have Blue Ridge right here. All right, I have the heart. LJ's down here, okay? This is LJ. So you take, you know, you're, you're down 76, and LJ's this little town here. Now, again, just like Blue Ridge, you know, we'll, we'll save regulations for a little later on, but you do right. need to buy outside of the city limits, okay? Because the sound ordinances for years and years and years, they, you're, they're they not letting you buy properties in the city limits. So the hack is, so to speak, is this area right here. And you can see all these roads. This is the Kusawati River Resort, okay? Uh, tons and tons and tons of rentals within this area, okay? And it's very accessible, uh, that layer button for it. me one one time down there. The layers button on the bottom left corner. Yep. Yep. There we there we go. That's a little bit better view. Okay. Yep. So you know this is the Kusawati right here, and you can see it's still wooded. You know, I mean, it's a it's a nice little area. Um, but all these little roads right here. This is that subdivision. It's it's one of the biggest subdivisions in North Georgia. Okay. Um, but you know, again, very accessible. You're coming down from Atlanta, or excuse me, you're coming up from Atlanta. You're on, you know, here we are. This is North Metro Atlanta. You just, you know, drive right on through. You're on, you're on 515, and you can pull right in here. There's multiple entries into Kusawati. Um, great place to be. Uh, I do, Luke, uh, not to get off topic, we have Carter's Lake over here. There's yeah. some beautiful properties at, at, at beautiful prices. The problem is a lot of all this dirt around the lake is owned by the Corps of Engineers and is not buildable. So there's really not a big lake vibe there, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, you you can buy some beautiful properties out here with amazing views for really cheap. But, you know, you have to drive 30 minutes out into the middle of nowhere. And there's not there's not that lake life vibe, if you know what I mean. So I generally tell people um you know, Carter's Lake is, it, it's a wild card. I, I would just suggest we're, we're, we're spending a lot of money here. Let's get something that's a little more closer to ground zero, a little more of a, a sure enough done deal as opposed to, you know, going way out here. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Let's uh, scoot up a little bit to the North. Uh, yep. Do we do anything in White Path? What's going on there? 
Okay, White Path, not so much, but you know, we do have, you know, Cherry Log is going to be right in this area here. Mm-hmm. You know, Cherry yeah, Log. We hear Cherry in- Log all the time. Does Cherry Log have like an actual downtown? Is it? A, it you know, again, I've never. I'm not a really. Person never been there. What's it look like? No, no, no. It's just a bump in the road. It's just a you know, all these little towns. To be honest with you, are just a way to divide the post the postmen up. You right. know, post people up. Um, so no, to be honest with you, now we do have our golf club, White Path. What we do have down here is we have, you know, one of our golf courses, um, and no, there's a community there. I'm trying to think the name of it escapes me. Buckhorn Estates. You'll see properties in there for fairly nice properties. I mean, really nice properties for, you know, $600,000, uh, where in Blue Ridge, it would be a million dollars. But the problem is, is they are not really short-term rental friendly. They just don't allow them. So mm-hmm. I tell everybody, don't be, don't get tricked by that. Okay. They're not, they're not letting rentals happen on the golf course. Right. Um, and that's probably the case in most parts of the country, I would assume. Um, but no, you know, what we do have in Cherry Log is Expedition Bigfoot. That's our Bigfoot museum. Um, it is what it is. Uh, if you're into <laughs> it, go to it. Uh, my, my kids absolutely love it. But no, this right here, this area here, if you can kind of see me circling it, this is what I call cherry log. Okay. Um, we've got cherry log on this side. We have, well, we, excuse me, we have hidden lake on this side of the road and we have cherry lake on the west side of the road. Both of them are about the same. I, I would say cherry log is very, um, you know, that's that's a good place. If you're looking to spend, you know, less than 600000 you know, even less than 500000 Cherry Log's a good opportunity for you. Cabins are a little bit older. It's, um, you know, a little more of a established neighborhood. It really is just a big neighborhood, uh, to be honest with you. And to me, it feels a little more like Tennessee, a little more dense, um, uh, you know, more cabins, uh, you know, smaller cabins, you know, you don't find those big mega cabins in Cherry Log. Uh, so again, in a fun little mountain drive, to be honest with you, it's not harrowing or anything like that. But when you get into Cherry Log and you pull in there, you're just, you kind of pull off the road and you're like, hey, this is pretty cool. We're, we're, you know, you're with the family and you're on a little bit of an adventure. You know, again, you can access all of it in the minivan, real easy to do, but you're putting around, uh, you know, some, you know, it's a mix between paved and dirt roads um, through through this little mountain community, and it's it's kind of a beautiful place to be. Okay, cool. All right, let's move on up closer to actual Blue Ridge or wherever you think you need to take us. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop this back on so we can kind of look around. So, um, a lot of a lot of great opportunities here west of town on 76, going toward Blairsville. Okay, Blairsville is another town where people want. You know, they're asking me, "Hey, I want to get some in Blairsville." This the county over here in Blairsville, they have short term regulations that are kind of not making it favorable. So I tell everybody you want to be if you're going to go west out of town, you want to stay in Fannin County. OK, you want to stay in Fannin County. So if you kind of go about, uh, you know, you're, you you essentially want to be west of Lake Notley here and you won't really run into any significant, you know, you'll just run into the basic regulations um, so this is this is Morganton. Morganton is on the north and south side of 76 here. So anything down in this area uh can be can be really, really good. It's not as mountainous through here, a little more kind of rolling hills. Um, so let me cut the layers on. If you and when I say rolling hills, like this whole area right here is a lot of pasture land, but it's beautiful. It looks really cool. There's a lot of cabins overlooking this rolling hill pasture type stuff. Beautiful place to be. 
same as down here. Okay. Again, we're in, we're still in Morganton here. Actually, the town, there is a little town of Morganton. There's nothing really there to, there's nothing there other than a stop sign in a, in a bait shop. Okay. So there's, there's not really any other significant attraction there. Um, let's talk about another area, Luke. So we have the lake in another real hot area right now is the Aska Adventure Area. And the Aska Adventure Area, basically, this is, let me turn on my layers. You have Aska Highway, um, and we'll zoom in, but is this Aska Road, okay? And it basically runs, it is a two-lane highway that's well-paved, that runs through the forest alongside the lake here. Now, I tell people you don't want to get too south of the lake because the drive can be, it's not bad, but, you know, if you're not used to driving down winding roads late at night, there are a lot of deer, there are a lot of wildlife there. So I tell people you're best served to kind of be, you know, don't go south of the lake. When you go down Aska Highway, let me see if I can figure out, let me, I'm trying to figure out a way to show roads a little better. Um, but this is the Aska Highway, Okay. Great properties down there, but don't go too far south of the lake. And for reason number two, it becomes pretty remote and internet and cell phone down there can be very spotty. Okay. And in 2023, Luke, you know, like I do, those are things you just got to have. Mm -hmm. um, so again, let's not forget we are in rural Georgia, but again, to, to hit on the Aska adventure area, tons of tubing, some of the best fly fishing, uh, you know, are all of our uh, trailheads. I mean, we have trailheads here that, <laughs> if you're serious enough, tie into the Appalachian Trail. Okay, so we get tons and tons. If you're if you're an outdoor enthusiast, chances are you're going to want to be in this Aska Adventure area along, along the lake here, just off Aska Road. Uh, some beautiful, beautiful properties. Uh, great opportunities. And again, if you're that, if you're that outdoor enthusiast, this, this is, this may be the place for you. Okay. Uh, cool. Another well, area we can. Locations here. Yeah. Sorry. Go, go ahead. Um, now, when, so again, when it's not, when, when folks say Blue Ridge, you know, they're not really talking about the actual city of Blue Ridge, right? So they're not. How That's close right. Do I, how close do I want to get? Yeah. Uh, again, I, I tell people drop, drop a pin at the McDonald's in Blue Ridge, which it's, you know, right around, uh, you know, it's it's center mass of town. Okay. You drop a pin at the McDonald's in Blue Ridge and you are going to, which is it's just right. There's Waffle House. There's McDonald's right there. Yeah. So yeah, okay. But I don't want to be do, right in town, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, no, no, no. You got to be outside these city limits. And you can kind of see on the map if you zoom in, you can kind of see what the city limits are. Look, very you small, drive right? 60 seconds in any direction, you're outside the city limits. The okay. south end is the adventure park, and the right end, the, the north end is the there's like a big hotel up there or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a grocery store, et cetera. The Ingles. Once you get north of Ingles, you're fine. Uh Walmart's right here. Uh so once you get past Walmart, like I said, 98, 99% of the cabins you see for sale are going to be outside the city limits. Right. So, so normally, not, in other words, not I don't hard need, to do. Right. I don't even need to keep an eye out for that. It's it's most likely it's not going to be in the city limits. That's right. That's right. Okay. There, there's one, there's one outlier, Luke, and I'm glad you bring it up. There is a neighborhood right here. I'm going to zoom out to where you see the city limits. That half of it is split up in the city limits, half of it is out in the county. The name of the uh the name of the community is called Mountaintops. Great place to be. Some of the highest earning properties in North Georgia are found in Mountaintops. You just got to make sure you get one that's out in the county. Okay. 
uh, and it's it pretty simple to do. But okay. you, you do have to be cognizant of that. Um, and the the thing is, is you're you know you have kind of all that you have community water, you have super fast internet, you have great, you got all the kind of what I would call city amenities, so to speak. But you're still kind of in a cabinish area, um, and you're only six minutes from downtown. So that you know that's why it's so desirable and can make so much money. Wonderful. Um, you know, other than that, this corridor heading to Tennessee to McKaysville is really starting to fire up through here. I told people, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, you get past north of the hospital, um, you know, not necessarily, you know, there's a lot of, they're doing some road construction here. So it's not necessarily the greatest spot. I'm, I'm here to tell you, a lot of builders found a lot of cheap dirt through here and they are really starting to blow this up. And I'm telling you right now, McKaysville has kind of gone through some gentrification. They're doing, it's it's a small little town. Like you, McKaysville, you can go visit it. You can spend, you know, it's it's not a, you know, it's not a full day in McKaysville. It, it can be if you go, there's great tubing up here and stuff like that to do up here. Great fishing as well. Horseshoe Bend Park, one of my favorite places to hang out is here around McKaysville. But um, two years ago, I would have said, you know, this isn't a place to look at. But now that McKaysville is starting to kind of blow up a little bit, I tell everybody, do not hesitate to get in this strip between Blue Ridge and McKaysville. It's doing really, really well right now. And they're starting to build a lot of nice, uh, nice little subdivisions through there. So don't sleep on McKaysville. Um, the next area I'll talk about here is Epworth. Epworth is a little town. I tell everybody the town of Epworth, it sucks. Luke, it's a dump. It's it's not that great. But outside of McKaysville, there are some really, really nice um, areas. And again, four, three, four, five years ago, when everything was blowing up, you know, when COVID was hitting, all the builders were finding some really good property at really good prices. And this is where they started blowing up and building some. I'm just going to say magnificent properties. I'm closing on one next Friday that is a uh, a six figure earner, and it is absolutely spectacular. So there, uh, let's say I'm a let's say I'm a uh, just a regular old family from Atlanta that just wants a house out in the woods and doesn't you know wants to rent it uh, sometimes, but not like all that concerned with heavy income. Is yep. there a particular area where that type of person would be, or he could he could also or she could also uh, consider any of these areas as well? You consider them all, man. Uh, we we. You know, we're not as built up like Tennessee. And I, and I know I keep saying that, but, you know, every community, every house is fairly unique. It's not it's not Sevierville where there's 80 home subdivisions and you know what's going on here. Every situation is unique. You know, even these communities, a lot of them, you know, they've had two or three builders go in there and they've been built up over the course of, you know, 20 years. So it's, it's not, um, you know, it's not these communities like you would find in Pigeon Forge, et cetera, that were just kind of all built at once and, and, you know, or kind of, you know, everything in there is standard. So I tell everybody, we need to look at each opportunity individually and judge them accordingly. Got it. All right. Anything else we need to know about location? Uh, not really. I would just say again, due west of town, you, you see here where it says zipline canopy, canopy tours, out here can be a little harrowing. If you go directly west, there's an area called Cassius Valley um, that can be a little tough. Cassius Valley Cemetery. All this through here, mega, mega views, Luke, through here. And there's people that make a lot of money out here. I'll just tell you, you start kind of getting into that four by four recommended, not necessarily required, but four by four recommended territory. 
And um, if you're if you're not into that, let's try to stay away from from properties directly west of Blue Ridge. They're just um, can be a little tougher to get in and out of. I got it. I am into that, but you know that that, that can definitely affect things. Uh, for you know, overall, especially if you're from the city and not used to that kind of thing. That's right. That's right. Uh, I, I, you know, we want to catch as many uh, catches as, as many flies as possible. All right, let's talk about tourism in general. About uh, how many folks are coming to the area, and uh, and what kind of attractions we have. Sure. Well, I tell everybody, and you've heard me say this again. Blue Ridge is the place. It's kind of, I, and I think this is some. I may be stealing this from another state, but it is. You know, it is kind of a nature lover's paradise. You know, it's what people do. People are coming here. You know, they're not coming here for a ski lift. They're not coming here for a roller coaster or go karts. They're not coming here for putt putt golf. They're not coming here for the beach. Um, you know, people are coming here to kind of unwind and hang out and get away from those things. So it is. You know, we've got world class fly fishing. Uh, We've got canoeing, kayaking, you know, tubing, anything like that, you know, during the warmer months, you know, is down the Aska is absolutely loaded with people doing all that. And you will not have, you will have a great time doing all the tubing. I mean, it is, it is awesome. And actually, I'm going to stand on my head and say this right now. Our tubing in Fannin County is better than Helen, Georgia. For some reason, everybody thinks the tubing is great in Helen, Georgia. It's very mediocre. It's not fun. You're sitting <laughs> in the tube. They don't have any adventure tubing. Here we have adventure tubing, which is cool. It, it, it is a blast. You get a little bit of rapids and stuff like that. Um, so, but yeah, we've got like 17 or 18 vineyards and wineries within about an hour, hour and a half. Uh, so because of that, we get a lot of these. Uh, you know, groups that want to do those wine tours. So look, Luke, we're not Sonoma. Okay. We're not Napa Valley. We're the redneck version of that. You know, instead of a nice charcuterie board, you know, you're going to show up and there's going to be probably some Velveeta cheese and a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Okay. We do things our way. This is, uh, you know, but we love it. Um, we've got a ton of these little vineyards and they're very, they're pet friendly. They're kid friendly. Um, you know, they'll have, you know, a little blues band or, you know, something, maybe a you know, a little bank, somebody outside picking and grinning and you can get your flight of wine and hang out, have a great time, have the dog running down the road, have the kids playing, you know, board games or whatever. Great time for families. Um, we do have the boutique shopping downtown, some pretty great boutique shopping. My understanding for the women, um, there's some, you know, some of these boutique stores, clothing and stuff, you know, that you may only find in the city. And when I say city, I mean, Atlanta. Uh, so there's a lot of people that come from, you know, north, you know, north, north uh, metro Atlanta come to Blue Ridge to do some boutique shopping, uh, hiking. I talked about it earlier. You know, we got trailheads that tie into the Appalachian Trail. Whether you're a novice or, you know, a hardcore hiker, we have something for you. Uh, you know, also you can hike to to dozens of, of waterfalls that we have around here. Um I'm trying to think what else, you know, spas, saunas, that type deal. You know, again, it really is a, a nature lover's play. And I say all that to kind of go into, you have to understand one thing that makes Blue Ridge maybe more unique than, say, Tennessee is people are coming to Blue Ridge. And, and when they come to Blue Ridge, your cabin is the cornerstone of their stay. Okay. We don't, again, we don't have Mickey Mouse. Okay, we don't have the beach. You, you know how it is, Luke. I mean, your success is can a lot of times can be based on your proximity to either of those two draws. Mm -hmm. Here, you make your own money. Okay, if your cabin is kicks butt, you can write your own check, man. You know because you're not you're not handcuffed by being so close 
to a certain landmark that if you're not close to that, you have this glass ceiling. You know what I mean? Mm. And and for me, that's what make this makes this you know area so special from a cabin community standpoint. Is you 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 really do create you know control your own destiny. What would you say there? I, I mean, I guess this is what you're saying. There's maybe a, a few less things to do here than the average tourist town, uh, but that's exactly what people are looking for. They just want to be out in the woods. You you hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head. You know, yeah, people want to go to our orchards and you know, do all that stuff. And they want to go fishing and they want to do, you know, visit all the, all the parks and all that. Absolutely. But again, you're not, you know, you're not as hamstrung on other things as you may be in other short-term rental markets. You know, like I said, like proximity to the beach or proximity to, you know, an amusement park. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. Let's talk about um, a little bit, just to dabble a little bit. We'll get deeper into this in a later episode of uh, the short-term show from Blue Ridge here, but uh, prices. Uh, am I a little cheaper than a? You, you already mentioned Disney and the beach. Uh, you know, maybe maybe I'm a little cheaper. Uh, I guess what can I expect? Again, you know, somebody might be listening to this in ten years, so we got to keep that uh, in, right. in mind. But as far as purchase prices uh, are concerned, where am I? Where am I sitting here? Yeah. So you know, kind of our bread and butter are three bedrooms. Okay. And and I tell everybody this because I get posed this question a lot, Luke. And and I'm certainly I try to answer this the best I can. I've sold, you know, a three bedroom for $450,000. I've sold one for $1.125 million. Okay. So prices are a little bit all over the map, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, your proximity to town has a lot to do with that. Your view has a significant portion to do with that. Talk views, slow down. I'm a view junkie. I'm a view. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a view. Let's, let's talk about that just briefly here. Are, are they common? Are they not common? I mean, 50% of them are going to have views, 20% of them, and, uh, and and are they quite a bit more expensive? So I, I wouldn't be comfortable giving you a percentile, but I'll say the majority of them don't. Do not. Do not. Okay. But, so in other words, I guess that, that would mean that I do not need uh, a view to 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 rent. That is correct. Okay. Let me, let me let, let's break that down a little bit. So I would say probably, you know, less than half have what I would call a long, what I would call a long range mountain view. Yes, we do. You know, there's probably a big portion of them that have kind of a seasonal view. Okay. Some of them that just kind of, you're catching glimpses of long range mountains, but I would say probably only a quarter of them are have those views where you open the back door and your jaw just drops. Okay. You know, I got you. What I, what I call million dollar views. Okay. Yeah. I'd say probably, yeah, maybe even less than a quarter of them do. Um, with that being said, I, I tell people that Blue Ridge, you know, where we are geographically, we don't quite have the terrain changes that the Smoky Mountains have. We don't have the elevation changes. We don't we don't have as many of those what I call million dollar views. So because of that simple supply and demand, right? Mm. The ones with the views do call, you know, there is probably more of a premium on a view in Blue Ridge than there may be on the whole in Gatlinburg. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I would say here a long range view can be a two to three hundred thousand dollar premium. OK. OK. Yeah. Uh, d- now, depending. Right. The, it's if you don't know this game, Luke, and you own more properties than I'll probably walk into this year. But <laughs> when it's hard to quantify a view, right? Like 
well, how good is your view? What's the value of your view? You know, yeah, there are those where you walk out on the back patio and you have a 270 degrees of, you know, long range mountain view, but most of them are not that. You walk out on the patio and you kind of have your your window, so mm-hmm. to speak. You know, you have a uh, uh, basically, you know, a, um, a sight line cut out to where you can kind of access that that view and, and your yourself and your clientele can look at it. So, um, it's hard to justify that, but I, w- I do want to tell people that there is a premium on a long range view here in Georgia simply because we don't have as many of them. Okay. Now, here's cool. the bonus. Here's the bonus. In those slower months, you know, the kind of those when it gets cold and the leaves are on the ground and it's not Thanksgiving, it's not Christmas, it's not New Year's. If you want to have that calendar packed out fourth quarter in, you know, early spring, that's when the view is going to separate you, you know, you could increase your occupancy 20%, 30% by having that view. Cause that's when every that's when you kind of start separating, you know, the the 50 percentile from the 75th to the 95th percentile of earners, right? Um hinges on the view. Okay. Now, great. I want to add, what if I can't afford a view? Mm-hmm. What do I need to do? And I tell everybody this is pretty simple. And again, it's kind of the beauty of Blue Ridge. You're going to have to kill people with amenities. Okay. I don't have a view. So what am I going to do to up my occupancy rate? You're going to have to have pretty sweet amenities. Okay. We don't, you know, we don't have, thank God, I don't know how you guys do it in Tennessee. We don't have the indoor swimming pool thing to deal with. So that's not us, but you know, you're going to have to have a hot tub. You're going to have to have a game room. You're going to have to have a, a fire pit and, and not just, you know, four stumps and a pile of bricks. You know, you, you need to have something that looks nice and photographs nicely. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, in your game room, you can't just go and buy, you know, spend 250 bucks on an arcade one up, throw it in the corner, and then have a 32 inch Magnavox, you know, in the corner. That's not, that's not going to work. Yeah. Um, you know, you really need to concern yourself with kind of top flight amenities. If you want to draw people in, because people here are not scared to spend money on their furnishings. And Luke, you hadn't spent a lot of time here, but I can tell you this from somebody who has spent time in the Smokies and spent times here. Our cabin is a little more bougie than anywhere than you're going to find in the southeast. Mm -hmm. We are our renters, our clientele base. uh, They have a little different expectations. okay? Uh, because I'll go back to what we were talking about earlier. Your cabin's the cornerstone of their stay. You know, it's not like going to the beach where people just want a place to lay their head, mm-hmm. brush their teeth, wash location, their hair. Location, location, location. Yeah. So here we we are more sensitive to amenities. So if you are the person that really cares about having a cool cabin, man, you can write your check here. You okay, can cool. you can make a killing here. Hmm. Uh, let's speaking of. Let's say a qualified operator is coming into town, buys a, let's just go with like a four bedroom house. And can you throw any kind of random number at me as far as uh, gross income? Like somebody that's been to Management Monday with the short term shop and knows what they're doing and, and maybe has a couple of properties elsewhere, you know, um, maybe not a total noob. What can I expect uh, gross income wise? And I know that's a very difficult question to answer, but uh, just give me a speech on that. It is. I, I would expect a well-managed, you know, a good host that's going to provide the amenities that I'm going to call her standard 
you know, on a four bedroom, you know, probably year one, you know, your first 12 months, you know, like I tell everybody, this is a ramping up process, right? You you don't make the money in year one that you make in year three. Correct me if I'm wrong, Luke. No. Short-term rentals. I don't care what kind of real estate you're doing. Any kind of real estate. Short-term rentals, long-term investment. You're the one who taught me that. Right. So year year one. Actually, you know, yeah, I'm pr- we'll give that one to the boss. That's Avery, of course, who wrote the book on it. Hey, anyway, fair enough. Yes, fair sir. enough. Do, give her due credit. Due credit. Yes. So, um, but no, I would expect a four bedroom year one. You know, you're making you know seventy five while you're kind of you know seventy five k and above. That should be where the kind of that range you're in, give or take. And you know, hopefully by year three, you know, you're doing six figures. You know, that's that's where you want to be, you know, above six figures. Luke here, we don't have again, we're not as sophisticated on the rental side as as you guys are in the Smoky Mountains. So it is a little more of a greenfield opportunity. We've got a lot of people who just do an average job, right? They haven't listened to your podcast. They haven't read every Avery's book. They mm. just look around at their neighbors. They're doing what their neighbors do. Mm. And we have a lot of what I call grandma's big brown cabin. <laughs> And there's no hook. You know, we talked about I like that. I like that it's grandma's big brown cat. Makes me excited. I can come in there and smoke everybody. That's right. That's right. And here's but here's the downfall. Here's what hurts it. You get on that, you get you start doing the enemy method and you're saying, Oh, this four bedroom, man, it made fifty six thousand. And you're and you're like, ah, it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. Uh, the neighbor made fifty. What what you don't realize is, man, they're it's a lot of haves and have nots here because the vast majority of people, again, have grandma's big brown cabin. And if you are de- a dedicated host and you're willing to kind of put in the effort and the the resources in the decor, um, you can kill it here. Again, you can write your own check, but you need you need to be committed to doing that. You know, right. we, yeah. we've only got, I think, 20. There's about twenty two hundred rentals, cabin rentals. Oh. So it's not a not a ton. No, you know? That's really not not much at all. I mean, so in yeah. other words, your your competition is uh, it's not that it's not that hard. You can just go in no. there and be better than everybody else. There's less people to be better than. That, that's right, and, and we do have management companies here. And I'll be honest with you, some of them do a pretty fair job, but most mm. of them are kind of. If you were to look at their listings and the job they do, you would just say those people have it on cruise control. Mm. You know, not really pushing the barriers. And, and I, you know, my motto is when you're in Blue Ridge, it's not keeping up with the Joneses. It's one-upping the Joneses. And if mm. you focus on one-upping the Joneses, meaning all the cabins around you, dude, you're going to kill it. Right. You're going to kill it. And, you Which, know, we're not- way, I don't think it's necessary in every market. A lot of people are doing that in every market. And it's driving me nuts. These people are coming in with these helicopter pads on the roof and all this crazy yeah, nonsense. No. And I'm like, you don't need all that, you know, in a, in a, t- in a town like that's in Florida. What you need is location and yeah. a nice pool is really all you need and and clean sheets. Uh, but in your in your market, you know, uh, you, you could go a little bit crazier. And, and also, if you got somebody in the family that's uh, prone to interior design, you know, maybe she could take advantage of that and and really make the place look cool. Absolutely. And I tell people, you know, this isn't, you know, and, and verbatim, I, I tell all my clients, when, when I say one up in the Joneses, I'm not talking, we don't, we're not importing marble from Italy for countertops. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. What I'm talking about is, you know, get rid of the 32 inch Magnavox downstairs, put in a big screen. Okay. Instead of buying the cheapest arcade you can find, buy three of the cheapest arcades you can find. Okay. Do that little extra, you know, that that one to two extra that everybody else isn't doing 
is where you're going to make your money. And if you're not willing to do that one to 2% extra, ah, man, you know, Blue Ridge may not be for you. I got you. Okay, cool. Let's talk. Uh, let's wrap it up with the most boring topic. Uh, let's, let's put everybody to sleep before we uh, say goodbye <laughs> on this uh, episode with regulations. Uh, what are we looking at there? Okay, so Fannin County is going to be Blue Ridge. Gilmer County is going to be uh, Ella J. Gilmer, basically stay out of the city limits and you're you know, going to be good to go. Now, look, I'm not, don't hold me to all these. I'm, you know, there, there are other things, but basically stay out of the city limits and you're fine. They just did add a layer of regulations into Blue Ridge, but nothing, nothing crazy. Okay. Uh, it really is common sense because it's kind of been the wild, wild west. Okay. Now, yeah, you got to have a fire extinguisher. Okay. You got to have one on both floors and it has to be visible. You need to have signage out for 911 purposes. Okay. Um, you can't just be a hidden cabin in the woods. You got to get the little, you know, the road sign, the little numbered road sign. You've got to get that. Um, the biggest changes that they've actually made that are of any significance have to do with occupancy. What they're trying to cut down on, and it's kind of revolves around septic tanks. Okay. And this is brand new. The reason you're even mentioning this is because it's brand new and it seems to be. This came into play, uh, I think, less than 10 days ago. Oh, okay. So this is a bit of a gray area, but that's okay. We'll go, we'll cover it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, and everything's kind of in flux at the courthouse. They're trying to kind of figure out what they're doing. I think, a, I think a, a few of these regulations got passed without understanding of how they're going to enforce this. And they're already starting to walk a bit of this back. I don't want to get into too many details, but I'll kind of hit the couple high points here. So number one, they're, they, they don't want the you know, the original two bedroom cabin that's been built up and turned into a five bedroom cabin that's sitting on a two bedroom septic. They don't want that going on any longer. OK, so they are setting kind of uh, occupancy ceilings based on septic. And it is for us, it, it's it's very it's a number that's very workable. OK, um, you know, they they long story short, they don't want 20 people in a three bedroom. Mm. OK. Why, why has that happened? Well, I think in the past couple of years, somebody, you know, especially things that are in a subdivision, a cabin that's in a subdivision in an HOA, they've got, you know, 22 people staying in a, a house with a two bedroom septic. It, it blows up. Mm -hmm. And now you have the neighbors having to smell that for two and a half oh, weeks. Yeah. It's brutal. No, so, I like that rule. I like that rule. It sounds like yeah. they haven't quite figured out the, uh, you know, the kinks with that just yet. No, but, no, no, uh, they haven't. And again, they're starting to walk a lot about a lot of this back. Um, but it's, it's a very fair rule. I don't want to tell, I don't want anybody to think it's going to get in the way of them making a lot of money. It's not, it's just common sense rule. And for the most part, we don't get a lot of like spring breakers. So you're not going to get, you know, it's a lot of families and mm. stuff like that. Mixed families. You're not going to get and even a little bit, maybe well more, I don't know, a little bit more well-to-do than the spring. Mature Can, is yeah. mature a fair word. There you go. Yeah, you will get a lot more mature guests. You're not going to get the group of 18 wanting to stay in your three bedroom and they're all dividing, you know, splitting them. You know what I mean? Like you're, you know, a three bedroom, it's going to be, you know, four adults and four kids. You know what I mean? I mean, it's going to be very standard. You know, that's, you know, occupancy of about eight. That's what you're going to look at there. So they're, they're, they're just kind of, again, they're, they're trying to kind of curtail the, the craziness. Um, no, and not that there's a ton of exploitation, but you can kind of see where they're going from. And as you said, good rule to have. Um, the next kind of sticking point is, and this is only has to do with a with some houses, is the parking situation. 
This is another one that they're looking to limit. They're basically saying a they they don't want again the a house that accommodates six people or eight people to show up with five cars. I agree. <laughs> you agree. I and totally if, agree. I tell my guests that all the time. Do not right. bring extra cars to my house. If you want to bring extra cars, go to the guy next door. I don't want that crap. That's right. And so some houses, Luke, you know, there's some cabins have great little parking pads and you can slide five cars in there easily. I don't think those, I don't, I don't think one man's opinion, they're really going to be looking at those, those instances where they are looking at why this rule exists is there's a lot of cabins that were just built on the edge of a mountain road. And you may just have a little bump out for parking and it may hold two cars comfortably. Okay. And if you got eight people, you know, four per car, it works perfectly. But then again, if your cabin has, if you got eight people and now you got three or four cars on this little bump out and you've got one person hanging their front bumper into the mountain road and another person hanging their back bumper out into the mountain road, it becomes a problem not only just for people getting up and down the road, but we have to think about like 911 and ambulances and fire department, things like that. So again, it's a regulation that makes perfect sense, Luke. A lot of people are all up in arms. They're blowing this up like, oh my well, God, they're trying to, dude, again, they're just trying to make it safe and they're trying to make it actually better for owners and hosts to where you may not get in trouble. Yeah, these are all good things. And, and the reason this is being brought up is because this is all so fresh and new that everybody's probably, it's like a lot of chatter going on about this and things. That's so right. now again, just Google the county. Uh, uh, and they're going to have a website set up. You know, we don't want to offer any kind of legal advice or, or anything like that as far as licenses and permits, et cetera. Uh, but the county's going to have a, a, a phone number on their website where you can call and ask, you know, somebody that's an actual uh, representative of the state of Georgia and they will, uh, or the county, and they will uh, be happy to answer your questions. But the overall vibe um, is that, you know, this area is very short term. Pro short term, for the most part, there are, you know, within the city limits, a couple of areas that are, that you, you know, you can't do it at all. But for the most part, they do like vacation vacations there. And it's a, it's a thriving vacation town and they want us to be there. Um, is, is that true? Absolutely. Ho host and, and renters are our bread and butter. It's why, you know, it's why people come here. You know what I mean? Like it, it is what it is. We love it. Um, you know, yeah. Can you get an unruly bunch, dude? That's anywhere, man. You know? Right. I, I've seen a few rowdy people in Panama City before. <laughs> yeah. You know, every now and then those 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 cats uh, they come up here as well. But they're just trying to protect everybody. And at the end of the day, they want these cabin communities to be safe. They want they want hosts to be safe. They want to create an environment that that works well for everybody. And you know, we don't want to be in the headlines of a national newspaper. Absolutely. And um, Airbnb and Verbo, to my knowledge, they do collect and remit. Uh, your taxes, at least most of your taxes, maybe not all of them. Again, check with check with your local representation there uh, for the actual laws and permits, et cetera. But this is an Airbnb and Verbo collect and pay taxes uh, area. As a matter of fact, I saw a statistic, uh, something around $39,000 in tourist taxes being collected and paid to the local uh, air, uh, uh, economy. And, and that's a wonderful thing. Um, so again, you can usually... When Airbnb and Verbo are, you know, communicating and, and doing the taxes with the county for the county, you can pretty much guarantee that they do do want us uh, in this area doing this stuff. Which again, short term shop would not play around in this in, in any market uh, where where they didn't want us to be coming in and renting single family homes for vacations for for folks. So, um, 
Uh, shouldn't be too much of an issue there. Well, Yak, I appreciate your time. Look forward to episode number two. So uh, stay tuned. Short-term show from Blue Ridge.